Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Squid Game, the challenge. For reals this time. This time we're playing for keeps. <laughs> On Netflix. Netflix. This time we're playing for keeps. Yeah. My real one was going to be, why did I squat? Because really, good question there. Mine would have been, uh, Jesus had to compete, so I do too. Yeah, that was that was written down for sure. What'd you think? I don't know. Right? I kind of liked it, but also, they generated a lot of drama or even said things that were not dramatic in a dramatic way give me an example uh one example is when they let me pull up the notes so i can get the exact quote when they're got to do chores and two of them have to go uh sweep a room and one of them picks up a broom and goes that's where this is gonna come in handy Uh, I oh sorry. I was just gonna say I'm sure that being on a reality show that you are given the coaching of like be interesting and talk more than you would normally like narrate things like you know give your thought process that sort of thing. It's it's one thing when you're down to like 20 people and you can like really pick the right people for this that that seem like they'd be good at this sort of thing. It's an entirely another when you've you're you've got 456. There's going to be a lot of fucking stinkers and clunkers in that bunch. Yeah, uh, I I, su- I suppose the bigger example is it is a set amount of prize money. Why are they acting like whenever somebody drops out? Oh, what a big deal. There's more prize money in the thing. You're going to win the amount you win at the end. I don't. So I had that same thought as they were pumping up that drama of like, oh, the money's going into the bucket. Yeah. But then I thought I remembered and I didn't go back to corroborate. So I'm leaving it to you and I to hopefully remember what happened in the show. But I seem to recall there being a point in the show where something could happen that would took that took money out of that pot. Like you were offered the opportunity to like walk out and oh. a certain amount of money. Like if, if anybody left or whatever, certain amount of that money went away. Maybe. And that, because that, otherwise, yeah, it's, it's who cares about a giant piggy bank filled with cash. Right. Or even when they're making that decision, one of the thing, things they're factoring is, is if we eliminate somebody that's $10,000 more that goes into the pot, that $10,000 is going in the pot at some point. Did factoring that in your decision isn't making sense to me. Yeah, I absolutely agree with their decision, but I think I know what it was. It was at some point they were given the opportunity, and I have to imagine they will do it more here. In the show, you were given the opportunity to leave, and that money then wouldn't go into the pot, and there were like a lot of people that left. Hmm. So killing some, so that it doesn't necessarily make sense in the context of 
the decision to show all this money funneling in, but it does make some sense in the context of if I've got to make the decision to help somebody, which who's whoever is going to help somebody or to kill some quote unquote, kill somebody and get that 10,000. That's $10,000. That's guaranteed in the pot when it wouldn't necessarily be if there is some other way for people to leave, which we don't know yet. By the way, this, this show is about, um, it's a reality competition show where you people act out the squid game games. Yeah. So squid game being the dystopian, uh, nightmare where, people die to play children's games yeah we, it's we talked about it in the podcast go listen to our other episode yeah exactly all the best podcast episodes have homework attached to them <laughs> so that what point you just made goes back to something else where it wasn't making sense to me that they were like so into making alliances until it was revealed that there was going to be points in the thing where you got to choose like should i help somebody or eliminate somebody um, up until that point, I was like, why, why is everybody so worked up about making an alliances and, and all this? It's you against everyone else. Then, and then it got revealed that that was the case. So it feels maybe like in that case, and what you're just saying is the contestants know something that we don't know that's going to get revealed to us and the show is not doing a great job of they may not know the specifics yeah. because I think when anytime you're hiring for or hiring whatever, like offering 456 people the opportunity to be on a reality show, I don't think you can trust even 90% of them to be able to keep a secret. But I would bet that they were given the idea that alliances are going to be useful and much like the show and maybe they didn't provide much more context than that. If somebody's eliminated, that money goes in the pot. But there are ways that people could leave that money wouldn't go in. So, mm. and maybe they got given that context on the you know as they were given the choice. I don't know. Or may, maybe those mechanics still exist in the game, and just no one got eliminated any other way than the way that puts money in the pot. And if so, then I have to imagine they're going to retool that side of things. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? It's it's a it's not even good manufactured drama. It's it's dumb. How many of the contestants on this show do you think haven't watched Squid Game? I had that same thought. I have to imagine that some of them... There's got to be at least a couple, right? Uh, yeah, because even those of them that hadn't watched Squid Game up until when they got picked, when they are going to be on that show, they watched Squid Game. So... You're right, though. There's probably at least a couple that still didn't watch it. And if so, I think I think we'll find out in this next episode because the game that they're going to end up having to play. There's some strategy that was revealed in the show and right. there are going to be people that aren't going to know that. But I'm asking the question in the context of. There are pl- at probably at least a couple. There are probably plenty of people that just said, I'm going to sign up for a reality show. And then to your point, yeah, they probably watched after they got picked. But there are probably at least a couple that are like, it's a reality show. I, you know, the description said it's going to be childhood games like Red Light, Green Light or whatever. And so they walked into it thinking like, I know how to play Red Light, Green Light. Um, I'm sure they got told about the squibs on their chest that made it look like they got shot and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because they absolutely got told that they have to pretend like they're dead once their squib goes For off. sure. And yeah. I don't think that the show wanted the uh, liability of somebody with heart problems 
being surprised or you know undiagnosed heart problems being surprised by that right shot but the idea of somebody walking into that chamber where they're playing red light get green light not having watched the show and seeing that giant ass robot <laughs> uh made me laugh way too much as i was watching as i had the thought like i wonder if anybody has no fucking clue what this giant creepy ass robot is how far do you think you would make it in red light green light do you think do you think you could do it uh no i don't think i have the ability to stop quickly enough yeah i think that i'd have a chance but more likely than not i'm getting eliminated eliminated at red light green light you know there is a way to find out should we play red light green light right now no sign up for the reality show because they're already casting season two Oh, dude. I. They can't do all the same stuff, right? Correct. But they'll they'll 100% do red light, green light again. Um, I 1000% when I saw that decided that I was going to sign up for the show before we recorded this episode of the podcast. And I started that process. What? Until I got to the point where they asked for a video. (laughs) Like. Just, you know, describing why you'd be a good pick or whatever. And I just immediately noped out. <laughs> <laughs> they picked like uh, uh, two people, like uh, pairs to be on this show, too. They picked a pair of friends and they picked like a uh, mother son. Maybe we could go in on this together. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think we should. It feels like we've got a much better shot of being picked for Squid Game than we do for the amazing race here's my pitch though yeah we need a video for either show can we make a video that's vague enough that we can just use it for both yes we can (laughs) my name's michael my name's eric and we are here to sign up for and then just poorly dubbed no just like poorly dubbed over the top of like amazing race Oh, dude, it feels like it would be so much more work to go back in and dub over a new show than to just Fair. make another video. I don't. I, that, we need we need a videographer or somebody to tell us if it would be more because I can't imagine it would be to j- dub over. It wouldn't we would we only just, do it the once only the once just <laughs> we're here to sign up for amazing race and that's it. Yeah. And then the rest of it is us describing, like, <laughs> do we know any video producers who could tell us? I don't. I don't know if we do. Here, we we may know video producers that could tell us. The real question is, would they tell us? If Eric and I made one reality show audition video and just dubbed the name of each show over what we were saying, would that be easier than just making a new video? I think it's important to point out, and I don't know where you'd put that in, that we would only be saying the name of the show once. Like, this isn't something where we're going to have to dub over 19 times. It's just once. Be saying the name of the show once. We'll see what she says. Okay. I fully expect her to call you and say, she's not going to call me. She's going to give me a one-word answer or not answer at all. 
I think not answer at all is the most likely. So, so to our podcast listeners, we may have an answer for you next week. Right. See, I wrote all these things down. Like I wrote down, it's like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory when somebody said that. And I was like, no. Yeah, it's like, it's what makes me think they all got, I mean, I think this with any rally show, but they all got coached on this is how you're going to get on the show. Right. Because it's 456 people. There are some that, yeah, you're going to be seen on a camera, but you're not really going to get shit. Even a show like fucking Ink Master or whatever, there's only 16 people. And those early rounds, like there's some people that get next to no screen time. It's just, here's your shitty tattoo. See ya. Yeah. You're gone now. Um, They absolutely got coached to say shit. And then you have things like, it's like Willy Wonka. No, it's not. Or... Uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, let's talk defi- about that guy you for definitely a long, long time. You definitely haven't watched the show if you're thinking that, because if they catch you cheating, you're done. It's not. Yeah, they're not going to play around with like, oh, you're going to have a pen. They're just going to shoot you. Yeah, that was Lorenzo. Which one was Lorenzo? Lorenzo was the guy who doesn't believe in society or rules anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the guy i don't know what his accent was he had a french accent right i think or it was italian okay sure so it was, was a romantic yeah romantic language of some kind yeah yeah and who who ate everybody's meals right yeah, he ate everybody's meals his interview was done in like a a yarn outfit with yarn <laughs> flowers on it that was my favorite that, genuinely that was my favorite reveal of the show <laughs> Everybody is in the same costume, which is just like a jumpsuit and a t-shirt or jumpsuit and a t-shirt sort of thing. Uh, But then when they would cut to the confessionals, some of them were clearly shot before the show started. And so we see people in their outfits and that guy's outfit did not fit at all his vibe to that point. Correct. And then his vibe very much changed from that point. I don't know if it's because I saw that outfit or if because his vibe genuinely changed. But that was a completely knitted outfit full of daffodils and yeah, other flowers. While he was talking about anarchy. Yep. Yep. I hated that guy. Did he win? Win what? The show. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I thought you saw who won the show. Oh, no, I just saw someone won the show. Gotcha. It's straight up going to be that old guy whose birthday it was. You think so? So, oh, sorry, it's not going to be him because it can't be him. Well, no, it could be him. Um, if we're going based on the show, the the show. Remember, there was a guy that was basically a plant. There was a guy. Oh yeah, that was like the creator of the show. Yeah, I think that guy, the guy whose birthday it was, is that plant. I'm calling it just like the show, the old guy. Oh, there was something too acty about him and just how like goofy he was about. Yep. It's my birthday. This is the best birthday ever. That dude's a plant, man. You are so right. Uh, I didn't even think. Oh, the second, the second. It was even before that. I don't remember what he said. Um, that I, Kathy watched it with me. I looked at her and said, oh, he's the plant. And we talked about that for a while. And then 30, 30 seconds later, uh, they were singing him happy birthday. And I just, 
everything about it was mm-hmm. it's him. Mm-hmm. He's going to make it most of the way. He's going to fly sort of under the radar. Holy shit. I just had a great idea for this show that they absolutely need to do. Okay, let's hear it. The only thing that was going to go against my idea that he was the plant and was going to make it most of the way through. I don't think he'll make it all the way through, but make it most of the way through was this idea that they have these people pair up and they're doing chores and they can get given the opportunity to kill somebody or save somebody, right? Somebody could just kill him. What I think the show should do that would be delightful is at least once give those people the choice and maybe the next time somebody says, I want to kill this guy or, you know, we want that guy to be executed when it comes time to reveal what got said, tell them, oh, this guy got given an advantage because the funny like social aspect of it all is those two people would know that they voted to kill that guy and not be able to tell anybody like, no, we voted to kill that guy. Right. Like, what the fuck? They could tell people they could tell people, but then they would have to admit that they voted to kill somebody. Why would you not? Every I, single oh, time. I agree. But there is this whole like uh, lovey dovey vibe that everybody's trying to give out like, oh, yeah, no, I would never kill somebody. I couldn't possibly kill somebody. I would, I would be like, yeah, if I get the choice, but, gone. But that's what you don't want is because the second that any – if you say that to enough people, the second anybody else gets the choice, you're gone. Mm. That's the social experiment, or experiment, whatever. That's oh. the social aspect of it because then they know you're out for yourself, which, yeah, I agree. Everybody's out for their fucking selves. Um, but I think that there's probably an honor among thieves here where, yeah, everybody's out for themselves, but I want it to be in the game. Yeah, so this is what I would do is I pretend to be everybody's friend. And then, oh, I would vote to kill people and then I'd come out and I'd be like, I voted to give that person an advantage. I I think that that is the counter to this, but it would still be very funny. Yeah. <laughs> One of the contestants, uh, I think her name was Jada. Uh, <laughs> she knows everything. Yeah, she knows everything before it happens um, and she knows when people are lying. I'm really looking forward to I she's still on the show, right? I'm the, pretty sure. There were 456 contestants. It was literally impossible to keep track of who survived. Yeah. Um I'm really looking forward to a montage of that being said and then just all the times that people are just ball-faced lying to her face and she has no fucking clue. Yeah, that or would be reverse great. like, "Oh, that guy's lying." And it turns out no, they were telling the truth. Yes. If you made it through red light green light, and then they offered you $100,000 to leave, would you? Yeah. Me too. Because I'm not a fucking idiot. Right. $100,000 guaranteed is way better than a... I won't even say a one on one in 456 chance to make four point whatever million. Yeah. Would you just pick the umbrella? That... Okay. So let's explain that one. Because yeah. that was the most... The red light, green light... Okay, it was the same game. The whole social experiment of we're going to give you some people the opportunity to kill or give somebody an advantage. I get why they're doing it, but I didn't care about it. The the stakes were so low. It's one person. That last game, which was the candy game where you've got to cut out with, I presume, I guess, cut out with a pin, like some honeycomb candy. Yeah. They're planting that straight in, which is good because it was iconic from the show. What I found, I 
the twist they had on that was fascinating. I liked it a lot. Which was everybody lined up in four lines. And then the first person in each line got to go into another room and had to pick what their line was going to have to work with in terms of that game. So either they were cutting out a circle, which would presumably be very easy, or a triangle, which is a little harder, or a star, which is much harder, or the umbrella, which it seems like it would be fucking impossible because we've got really thin edges and shit like that. The twist was if you can't all unanimously decide what your lines are going to get, including somebody having to pick the umbrella, you all die and it takes the next four in. Yeah, and they don't tell the first group that that's what's going to happen if they can't agree. I, I thought they did when they got in. No, they said they, they had to agree. They didn't say that they would be eliminated. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair. I, I, if you didn't intuit that that's what was... I didn't. There was a timer, dude. Yeah. I, I was like, what's going to happen? I thought like maybe the one guy would get eliminated. I didn't expect all four of them. I can see how you would assume that, but thinking that, thinking about that for a second, that makes the game trivially easy. Yeah. Because the, the other people that had picked their shit, you, all right, one guy gets killed, that guy comes in and goes, well, I'd rather not get killed, so I guess I'm picking Umbrella. The right. End. Whereas this way, now it's a prisoner's dilemma sort of thing where, I mean, somebody's, a lot of people are about to get fucked. Yeah. So then it's, okay. Do I just pick the umbrella because I'd rather have a chance at the umbrella and not get eliminated or just get eliminated right now for sure? But then it's like, wait a minute, why do I have to be the one that picks the umbrella? They're all in the same. And for some reason, we only saw this happen twice, but each time all three of them ganged up on one, it was like, no, you're picking the umbrella. And they're like, what? Why? Uh, Then, like, everybody in line's, like pumping up the next person in line because they're watching it on the screen what's going on they're like no matter what you're not getting that umbrella for this line and basically basically saying i don't care if you die do i will take our chances with the next person in line do not get that umbrella and everybody's like in the room like i don't want to disappoint my team i'd be like fuck it fuck those guys umbrella but then i'd be like well why aren't they doing the umbrella you see what I'm saying? Because then on the other hand. <laughs> I think that the way the second group tried to handle it made the most sense. Of which was uh, made the most sense abstractly, which is just let's do a contest. Yeah, I was thinking like rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors yeah. is the first thing I went to. But what it descended to immediately is exactly how I would expect it to descend, which is somebody lost and got real bitchy about it and would, wouldn't do that. If I were everybody else that's still in line, I would be making plans with the people. I wouldn't. For what you were going to do once you got in there, not what you were going to pick, but like, all right, we're going to do a rock, paper, scissors when we get in there. Okay. All right. I might do that. I wouldn't say like, all right, we've got it figured out. I don't want the whole, my whole line knowing I'm going in there and picking umbrella. Nope. Yeah. yeah. And and maybe not every like pairing or grouping up, but like at least the next one or two, I'd be having that conversation around. If yeah. these guys fuck it up, we need a solution to keep up because now, yes, you've got a team of people behind you, but the three other people that are going in that room with you are kind of your team right now too. Yeah. Because you're all going to die together if you don't get this shit right. Oh, drawing straws. If they had fucking right. Yeah. That would be the best solution. 
something. I you got to got to figure out something. Yeah. I wanted to watch I wanted to watch them go through that more. I didn't, but I almost was like, "Oh, I'm going to watch the next episode." If I thought it was going to be just one more grouping, I would have watched the next episode. There've been plenty of times the um Bond episode I it immediately went to the next episode just to see if they managed to measure that snake right. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh yeah, I, immediately. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they did. Oh, they measured the snake right. Oh, good. I meant to say it back uh, during that episode, but you know what? If you want to understand what I'm talking about, go watch that or go listen to that episode of the podcast. Yeah. Even more homework. Go listen to our Squid Game episode, our 007 episode, and write us a 1,000 word report on the similarities and differences between them. And just like what? You're the psychologist. Do some, give them some psychology experiment. In a thousand words? I don't think you know how many, uh, 10,000 words. 10,000, okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry, everybody. It's 10,000 now. That's that's on me. I shouldn't have done that. 10,000 words. You know what? Another detention. (laughs) 10,000 words on what, though? I don't know. Some shit. Yeah, just bullshit something up. Yeah, honestly, there's AI generate like uh shit out there. Just use AI. Don't use AI. I'm not going to check. I did find I mean, we glossed over it earlier, but I did find it really funny that they had to pretend that they were dead. <laughs> yeah. When when the first one went down, I was like, "Why aren't they walking off the?" Oh. No, I I I hoped that would happen. I wondered how it was going to go. I also wondered, like, how are they going to shoot these people? I assumed, like, they were going to have paintball guns or something. Yeah. And, like, how do you, paintball guns are really hard to to aim, and there are a lot of people clustered up. Like, that seems fucked. Um, the opportunity that I feel like was missed was when those two got the quote-unquote social experiment and picked to eliminate somebody, and then that guy got eliminated and got walked off. I think they missed the opportunity after he walked out of the room to, like, play a gunshot noise or something over the intercom so oh, it sounded like he was shot. Yeah. Because otherwise, he just got walked out. Yeah. That's they, such a pleasant way for him to have died. They picked the wrong one, too. They should have picked 4-3-2. That, that's exactly who I assumed they were going to pick. Yeah. Because that guy was a knob. Yeah. Because I'm the one. Right. Exactly. Ugh. Um, <laughs> so the, the, we get told about the social experiment or the, the test of character, I think they called it, where you got to pick to eliminate or give somebody an advantage. And the first pairing that got to pick, picked to eliminate that guy who seemed like a nice guy, Right. Yeah, they thought maybe he was being a little too nice. And I, they, I'm sure they were told to come up with an excuse, and that was it. What I found hysterical was afterwards when, all right, now's the time for us to reveal who got picked to be eliminated. They, we show those two, and they're not paired up any other way. Like, they're not in alliances together. They're just kind of in their own little groupings outside of things. And you see them both trying to act like surprise yeah that's not what i'm giggling about what i'm giggling about is the guy who's talking to the the guy of the pair i don't remember his name yeah uh when he was like clearly keyed into the fact that this guy was acting a little goofy right now right because they pulled those two uh, they even pulled those two aside by 
aside by themselves to chop vegetables and then they came back. Everybody, they weren't the only ones that got paired up. Oh, okay. So there were, from what I could tell, there were other instances where they could have gotten. There was the sweeping people who like picked up the broom and was like, well, this will come in handy. Right. Yes. The, the, for sure. For when they're drawing straws. <laughs> um, no, the funniest part was one of the guys questioning him a little bit. And he's like, wasn't you, was it, bro? And he's like, no. And he said, oh, because if it was, I, I will come to America and I will find you. And he's like, no. And he said, I will come to America and I will hunt you. They are setting up for another reality show. This guy hunting that guy down after having watched this episode. So fuck episode two of this podcast or of this show, because we already know what's going to happen. It's more games. I want to write the show where this guy hunts down the guy. Why do we keep talking about the most dangerous game in this podcast? (laughs) Because it is the most interesting game, damn it. Um. But yeah, that was fucking hell. I died laughing when he said that. Oh, yeah. Because that guy looked uncomfortable. He's like, oh, uh-oh, this guy's taking it a little too seriously. I don't remember which one said, oh, no, it was the 432 one. The guy who uh, loves Jesus. And he said uh, that he doesn't consider himself cocky. He's just confident and selfish. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Two words I would use in the definition of cocky. Either that guy doesn't know what the word cocky means, or he doesn't know what the word confidence and te- confident <laughs> and selfish mean. Right. But you know what? It's just the way God made him. Yeah. And if God knows one thing, it's how to make douchebags, I guess. Right. Because there are a lot of them. Right. I like the guy who woke up in the morning and went, now where's that decaf coffee? (laughs) I bet he doesn't get it. And he's just been drinking decaf and one day he's going to get slipped some regular. He's going to be like, whoa, now I get it. Now I get it. This is the calf I've been missing this whole time. I think that's all the big, big notes I have. Yeah, that's all the main notes I have, too. Okay, you want to write this most dangerous game game? Oh, that... Oh, well, first, we got to talk about Back to Reality. Oh, shit, that's right. This was a Netflix show. Yeah! Back to Reality is the thing that we suspect... That Eric and I suspect Netflix is doing, where they have one super meta reality show where a bunch of reality show producers try to put on reality shows and we're just watching the reality shows that got made out of that uh, before they give us the season of back to reality whoever the producer that made this show for back to reality got the first pick in the draft and picked Squid Game. They just, I, I don't even know if it was on the board. I think they just slammed whatever button they had to do to like, all right, my pick's in. It's Squid Game. Squid Game IP. Yep. Because there's not really a host. They don't have to worry about host. Yeah. And frankly, they don't have to worry about contestants either. It's just, just fodder. Take, yeah. I'll take whatever contestants are left out I'm of the I'm going to need as many contestants as you have left over. And that's why it's such a weird number, like 456. It's yeah. just however many contestants you have left. Also, I am going to need $4.56 million. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was their second pick. 
<laughs> that was their second pick. The other producer contestants on the show didn't realize that prize money was up for draft. And that's why every other Netflix reality show has such a pittance of like, ah, you're like, yeah, you could win $50,000. <laughs> okay. So amazing race. Oh, this is the amazing race. James Bond mashup that we would need is a, uh, Spanning the globe, one person's hunting down and trying to murder the other person. Like, laser tag murder them. Uh, I guess. Yeah. If, if we've got to nerf things that much. We would. We could literally nerf it, dude. <laughs> I don't think he's hunting a person across the globe. I think he's hunting everybody from this show that chooses to execute. And the reason I say that is what I find way more interesting, or at least funnier, is the idea that these people don't know they're being hunted. So it's a secret new game show where you don't know you're on it? It's it's like Punked, um, only, or a hidden camera show, only you don't find out until you get hit in the back of the head with a Nerf dart. <laughs> I just love the idea of this really brutally intense like guy who because his delivery of I will come to America and hunt you was bone chilling. Yeah, it was um, hunting somebody down, them not knowing it and him fight like he ner- you. I mean, you know, Nerf guns. They, oh, they're I not, know Nerf guns. They're not that accurate. Even the best of them aren't that accurate. So he's going to have to get fairly close. But he won't get his prize. Okay, here we are. I'm I'm building the game out as we go. He won't get his prize money unless he can manage to kill all of these people. Kill with Nerf guns. Without them noticing him. So he has to. He's going to have to get close. They get like if they get in a chase, it's over. It's over. It's game over. What we could do also is these contestants that did it. They can have cameras on them and it could just be sold to them as we're just shooting stuff for like a follow up on contestants to the squid game. Yes. Yes. First thing I would do if that I were that guy is just like dress up like a director and just like stand at one of the cameras and just be like, action, you're dead. Boom. I think that will only work for everybody other than this guy that he told he will hunt down and kill him. Well, I guess he didn't say kill, but he did say he'd come to America and hunt him. Right. Because there's no world in which that guy doesn't see this guy's face in his dreams at night. <laughs> He's He would know, he would recognize him immediately as the director. He would have to, oh shit, he would have to, so this is a combination 007 and, and Mission Impossible. He would have to have some like crazy level prosthetics as well as the director. <laughs> like And rip it off you're dead <laughs> just like <laughs> he'd, he'd have the director's megaphone but in it is a nerf gun he'd shoot him and then pull off the mask and be like you're dead all right got anything else i don't think so man want to wrap it up thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with michael and eric check out our website it's episode one podcast.com that's spelled out o-n-e if you like the show leave a rating or review on apple podcasts if you really like the show join our discard cord there's all of uh Ooh, freudian slip what did i say discard i mean yeah <laughs> that's 
a very Freudian slip. Um, yeah, there's there's all of uh, there are more than zero listeners in that Discord. Join our thousand and one albums. Join our Rocket League team, which I still haven't figured out how to invite people. Like, maybe I'm going to need a form on the website to an application form to join our Rocket League. Uh, yeah, team. Okay, and like the time commitments, the amount of time you're willing to commit to Rocket League. Yep. But and do- it has to be less than an hour a week because that's about all I'm willing to commit. <laughs> Last but not least, hey, Boz, thanks for the theme song, dude. <laughs>